This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark will be joining us shortly here. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I'm going to start things out by going right into your phone calls. And coming up, some old ladies have been raided. We'll explain what happened there. But first, we go to Mike in New Hampshire. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, hey what's on your mind tonight? Uh, you guys have been reporting on the recent activity in Keene where Sam has been arrested and is still in jail because he's not cooperating. That's correct. Uh, co-host on this show, also documentarian at ObscuredTruth.com. Sam is still in the Westmoreland uh, County Jail or the Cheshire County Jail in Westmoreland. And that's where he's been since Monday when he was arrested for attempting to video record in a courtroom lobby. So he wasn't actually even in the courtroom, just in the lobby trying to uh, record with his video camera. And they arrested him. Now he's been charged with disorderly conduct, uh, resisting arrest. He's been charged with possession without a serial number, which they're alleging that I, I presume that means they're alleging his video camera was stolen. Uh, and they're also, let's see, what was the fourth charge? The fourth charge was refusing to process. So um, there's a little bit of information I've got to share, but go ahead, uh, Mike, with your thoughts. That refusing to process one is kind of surprising to me, too, because uh, Russell and Lauren and I think Kat never processed, and I didn't while, and I'd never heard of this charge before. They so make them up as they go. They make them up as they go. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's very arbitrary. That I have learned. I did want to mention, though, uh, that the website mail to jail mail to jail dot com um, will send letters to uh, to Sam in jail for free, so you don't have to pay. If you wanted to communicate with him and let him know that you appreciate his efforts, that you support him, that he's not alone. You could do that. It's a great uh, service that you've put together. You're the guy behind the scenes that's uh, that's doing all the work, and uh, like you say, you can, you're, you're doing it free to the end user, but it's still costing you money because you're the one buying the stamps. Uh, certainly, well, if, right? That's not really so important. I mean, I've been in jail for a very short period of time, and I know that it's very, very helpful to know personally to know that there are people outside thinking of you and supporting you and doing things to get you out and safe and um, just the fact that the jailers receive phone calls and receive letters about you, they know that they are being watched and they, can tr- they can't treat you as badly as they might otherwise do. So it's, I just think it's very important to get letters in. So right. if anyone's interested in helping Sam, please, re- please go to mailtojail.com. So your system makes it really easy. You don't have to pay for it, uh, though there is a donation link, and you, I, I certainly recommend that if you've got a few bucks that people should send it over your way because it makes it really easy. I mean, it takes all the work out of sending a letter to somebody who's in jail. It's mail-to-jail.com. So basically you just type up your letter there, and then, Mike, you'll print it out behind the scenes. You'll put it in an uh, envelope, and you'll address it. You'll stamp it. You'll do all of that work just to get that letter out to whoever it is that uh, it's intended to go to. And in this case, it's Sam, uh, our friend and co-host who is currently behind bars. Right. It's a great service, and I thank you for it. Did you have anything else you wanted to share tonight? Actually, I might as well just pimp one other website that's uh, that's a more lighter side of things, and that is – if I may. Yeah, go ahead. NHBrassBalls.com, and it's a site <laughs> that we put together to just um, kind of reward 
tongue-in-cheek uh, activists who have uh, ex- expressed much courage, ex- extraordinary courage in their fight for freedom. I and, love that uh, name. Mm. <laughs> com. I've got it up here. It's, it's red background, too. Right. Uh, very good. All right, Mike. Well, thank you so much for uh, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for everything that you do out there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, so just, I guess, quick update on what's going on with, with Sam. Uh, it was this morning that Ivy, who's one of the free staters here, uh, she and uh, her husband Bill were both recently attacked by the state government uh, up here in New Hampshire, and so she kind of became a bit of a legal a legal eagle, if you will, as a resp- uh, in a response to that, because so, she had to learn how to defend herself. Because she, I, I don't know, not to get into the details on her, on her case, because it's it's gone and over with at this point. Uh, but she came down here to Keene from Grafton to help out. Uh, she went into the jail, saying, uh, telling the jail that she was Sam's legal assistant, and that apparently allowed her to get a, an appointment scheduled with him for nine o'clock this morning. She went down there. And they claim that Sam... Now, there was a certain amount of backing up going on by uh, CD Evolution at cdevolution.org. That's they, right. CD uh, Evolution helped pay fund. to bring her down here. Yeah. I mean, I'll be, we're, nothing's free in this world, you know? Right. So she gave her of her time and uh, efforts today. And she, but, you know, CD Evolution paid her gas bill, basically. And certainly didn't pay her a you know, lawyer's Fine, fee no, or something. Uh, so she gave of her time and herself to come down here and help out Sam today. She went to the jail, and they claimed that they had set up a room for her, that uh, that, that she could see Sam, and then they also then claimed that Sam was not coming down. So that says to me that... It seems so strange to me. I'm trying to... I trying to put that together if you've been been in jail two or three days it mm-hmm. would seem to me that you'd go down and see anyone who wanted to come see you you would think i don't know maybe but they didn't tell him who what, it was likely it seems to me likely what it what it is is that they require something of him that he doesn't wish to do some kind of compliance yeah in order to be able to go well you're gonna have to tell us your name um other you know what we how do we know this is who it's for she says she's here to that see could be. Sam. So who's Sam? Are you Sam? You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And that's the best I can come up with is that they're trying to extract some kind of compliance out of him. It's going to be a long, hard stay for him if he doesn't get some kind of compliance going. They did claim that uh, that he was upstairs, which tells me that he's either in some sort of maximum security situation or he's in population, uh, one or the other. So it sounds like they've moved him out of the holding cells on the first floor and have moved him upstairs. And indeed, Ivy said that she looked around the first floor area where she was. And when you're standing at the window in this particular jail, you can see the holding cells. So she said she didn't see Sam. Uh, in any of those, I tried calling the jail to try to ascertain what his status was as to whether or not he'd been classified and placed in population or if he was in solitary. And when you call the jail, and by the way, if you want to call the jail, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. and, you know, share how you feel with them. Uh, you well, can call the jail. What's the point in, in sharing with, you know, some functionary CO, correctional officer, how you feel about uh, Sam I don't know. It was, just, it was a general statement about what you could do when you called. You could call and ask questions. You could share how you feel. You could, Shouldn't uh, you call the clerk of courts of, for Cheshire County? You should call all of the above. You should call the police. You should call the district court. You should call the jail. It's only three phone calls, and all the details are at sam.jailedactivist.info. Uh, as far as you calling up and telling them how you feel, I think that's uh, completely legitimate. It, it lets these folks know that people out there care about one of their prisoners. And they're watching. And they're Yeah, and they're, they care enough to pick up the phones and say something about it. 
I, so, I just, I don't know. I mean, it seems so silly to bother. So I just think of the correctional officers that I've worked with throughout the years and how pointless it is to tell one of those people what you think about, uh, you know, them incarcerating someone. They're not incarcerating anyone. Yes, they are. No, they, they are aren't. the ones what? who are doing who are doing it. Do you know what kind of felony loose? it would be if one of those correctional officers decided, oh, I just got a phone call and it was so convincing, I'm going to let you out, Sam. I Ludicrous. understand that. But you know what? If people within the jail know that Sam is well loved, they're they're probably more likely maybe to treat him a little better, knowing that people are watching. I'm 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 for that. Or maybe they're going to be so irritated with all the calls they get from screaming harpies saying you should let Sam go that they spit in his food. You know, I mean, it's just as possible, right? Man, it's just spit. I didn't have any problems when I was in there, and there were phone calls being made to the jail when I was there, and nobody gave me any issues or any guff uh, because of it. But I guess to address that, it just means be civil, be gentlemanly, if if so applies. Always, and, always and, and good advice. Yeah, and don't start throwing the F-bomb at them. You know, try to be civil about it. Try to be uh, nice, and then maybe you'll get farther. So, uh, so they're keeping our friend Sam there until further notice. Uh, Ivy had gone down to the court also today, and she kind of ascertained what the situation was there. Apparently, there's been an order issued from the judge in the case, and I don't have a copy of it in front of me, but based on what she told me earlier, they've set a bail at $10,000 cash only uh, for Sam. They said they would have given him personal recognizance had he played along with their system. Uh, but apparently, you know, he's not cooperating with them. So right now, a bail is to ensure that people return, and that's what's the point of what's the point in just upping his bail as punishment? Eight hundred. Uh, well, we don't know what his bail was before. Uh, they said they would have re- released him on ROR. Right. Okay. So his bail was ROR. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. They're punishing him, Mark, for not participating in their little system. That's what they're doing. And it's we'll petty. come back with more. The latest uh, on this and your calls as well about anything. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. All right, so uh, we continue here. Uh, just to give you an, uh, a few more updates on the Sam situation, our co-host and friend and uh, documentarian from obscuretruth.com, Sam is currently in jail, and he has been there since Monday afternoon when he was arrested for trying to record in a public court lobby. And they're punishing him uh, for not obeying any of their diktats, any of their system, by demanding that he stay in jail until he asks them for an arraignment. So is there, there's no law against doing that, is there, in, in a lobby of a, of a public place? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's supposedly a public place, so if you've got the First Amendment freedom of speech and freedom of the press, you'd think that somebody with a camera should be allowed in there. 
the courtroom rules here in New Hampshire say that people with cameras should be allowed in. Right. There's no law against uh, filming in the um, and filming in the lobby of a courthouse. And um, also, I'd like to point out, it's not a courthouse. It's a city office building that happens to have some courtrooms court, in yeah. it. The simple fact that there is a courtroom in a building does not make that building a courthouse. It's full of city offices. Um, downstairs is where you get your driver's license, and you know every you can pay your taxes. All kinds of stuff going on in this building. So. That's nonsense, and uh, you know th- their their best excuse, which doesn't mean that they can make up laws that people have to follow on mm-hmm. the spot. If they had a law in this case, they would have charged him with breaking that law, but they didn't. They charged him with disorderly conduct. Here's a little hint to all the people that work for the government: if you have to charge someone with disorderly conduct, you're probably breaking the law. Yeah, yeah good point. Case. Good point, because he wasn't breaking a law. So why would they go up and say to him? Get out of here with the camera when it's not illegal to have well, a the camera. Well, the judge there. wrote. The, the judge managed to make his own law. He wrote stuff down on a piece of paper. This is how laws are made. The, you write stuff down on a piece of paper, and it becomes a law that men with guns will uh, enforce the th- threat of violence. I so, am Oz. That's exactly what uh, what happened. I mean, the, essentially, this judge and Sam even pointed out, and you can hear the audio over at freekeen.com. But Sam even pointed out to the head bailiff. He said, hey, this, is this the, uh, the ordinance or this is the order that you're following? He said, yes, that's the order. Well, it doesn't even have a signature on it. So it's just a piece of paper with some words on it. Didn't even, the judge didn't even bother signing it. Not that that would make it any more legitimate in my mind, but in some people's minds that might make a difference. And so Sam was pointing that legitimate point out, and of course that made no difference to the bailiffs. They went ahead and arrested him anyway. So uh, Ivy went down and talked to the people at the court today. They said that it's a $10,000 cash-only bail, that they would have given him release on recognizance had he asked for uh, an arraignment or come down to the arraignment, but he was refusing to uh, to process, refusing to cooperate, so they set it at $10,000. Also, the order that the judge wrote up apparently says that they were going to attempt to assign him to a public defender. So even though he had not indicated anything about what his preferences were, they just decided they were going to go ahead and give him a public defender. And then the public defender, of course, according to Ivy, can do whatever he wants to do on Sam's behalf. Even though Sam hadn't given him any kind of permission to represent him, if the judge decided to assign the public defender to Sam, then the public defender could go in and, you know, put in a plea of guilty or something like that if he'd wanted to. I mean, I don't know exactly what their parameters are, but essentially that defender, that public, that government bureaucrat could then act on Sam's behalf without Sam's permission. So we, none of us who are the activists here in New Hampshire have had the opportunity to speak with our friend yet, so we don't really know what his intentions were. I know that when he was arrested, he had a plan to be arrested, but he never shared with anybody, to my knowledge, what his plan was once he got arrested. So presuming we know what Sam is, uh, we know a little bit about Sam's preferences, we're pretty sure he doesn't want to hire himself a lawyer. So we were kind of uh, Ivy was kind of concerned about this, and she was asking me about it earlier today. And she, she said, "Well, you know, essentially the point is he doesn't want a lawyer, but is he going to want the state's lawyer? Probably not." So what we decided to have her do was to put in a, you know, what I should have written down the the legal terminology. Anyway, I think it's an appearance or something like that, where she goes and files uh, for an appearance where she can appear on his behalf, basically. So essentially, she, even though she's not a lawyer, here in New Hampshire, you can have somebody basically represent you who isn't a lawyer. Uh, 
It's true. Really, it's kind of a nice thing, I guess. And so she said she could go and file for that appearance, and that would essentially block the court from assigning him to a public defender. So th- I think that that was kind of a safe thing to do, even if it turns out that Sam doesn't want any help from Ivy or if he doesn't want any of that. He probably would want the uh, probably would definitely not want the state appointed attorney on his side. So at least if Ivy goes in and, and puts herself in as representation, then a few things can be done without Sam necessarily having to be involved. And if Sam eventually decides, well, I didn't want you guys to do any of that stuff. He has no obligation to accept help from her. Right. Whereas this state-appointed attorney could just go in and, and do all kinds of things without uh, without his permission. At least that's as how I understood what was yeah. communicated to me. Like today. sell them down the river. Because all, all yeah. attorneys, whether they're public or even private, are officers of the court. That's correct. They've sworn an allegiance to the court, to the state. Before their client. Correct. So they will act to protect the system before they will protect their client. If what they're planning on doing puts the system in jeopardy, their allegiance is primarily with the system. What a great legal system. Yeah, it's sick. So that's where things lie today. Uh, Ivy went in there. She filed that, uh, and there might have been a motion for, you know what, she'll have to call and explain what it was that she did today because I don't remember exactly. But nonetheless, we're still doing our best to to get our friend Sam out of jail, and you can help out by going to sam.jailedactivist.info. There's some contact phone numbers there. Call the police department. Talk to the prosecutor. He's the guy that started all of this. Uh, call the district court. Talk to them. They're the people that are backing them up. I mean, they're all working together to oppress the activism movement here in Keene, New Hampshire, and specifically New, and New Hampshire at large. Uh, they think they can crack down on the activists. They think that this is going to make their problems go away, and they're wrong. Because the harder they crack down, the more this news is going to get out. And the more the news gets out, the more people are going to say to themselves, you know, I'm going to come to New Hampshire sooner rather than later. I've already seen posts from people on the Internet who have been saying just that. You know, it's, it's funny. I've been reading about the, uh, some of the history of the Quakers. And as they uh, cracked down on these peace activists, that's what Quakers were. Mm-hmm. Um, and are. These peaceful people yeah, are. Are you a Quaker now, Mark? I am. Right. And, he converted um, this week. And, and uh, I guess it was Sunday, so early this week. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Saturday night. Um, they, they, all that ever happened was they increased their ranks. People converted. People, mm-hmm. you know, uh, came in. So as the government cracks down on peace activists, all they do is increase. Exactly. And if you want to uh, check out more on this case, if you want to see the video, the, listen to the audio, go to freekeen.com. Plus, you can also get a whole bunch of reasons to move here to Keen at move.freekeen.com if you are considering that. And, of course, there are 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire. Maybe Keen doesn't really float your boat because there's a lot of other activism going on all across the state. You can get 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire, which I believe is being updated. should be updated real soon to a brand new version at freestateproject.org. More coming up. Your call's about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
Talk Live. It is your show. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. All right. So we continue here taking your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll talk to Brian in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. I have a couple of things. Uh, first of all, Ian, you did mention in the first segment there that uh, uh, Ivy uh, coming down was a um, uh, – her, her gas money was paid by the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. That is correct. CDEvolution.org is a way for our listeners to get involved and help contribute to that. I just wanted to point out that this is the first dispersal from that fund, and uh, I, I think it's uh, it was a good first one. Uh, the, uh, the the few dollars that uh, it paid in gas money was leveraged a, a thousand times in in the experience that that this uh, person has in dealing with these uh, with these thugs. So uh, that's the kind of thing that uh, the CD Evolution Fund is uh, is designed to do. You know, le- leverage the uh, the uh, activists that are out there. So speaking of thugs, Brian, what were you calling about tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, about a month ago, uh, we had a raid on our horse farm here, and they took 12 of our horses and didn't tell us anything. Uh, well, we got them back today. So, um, all of them? All of them back but one. I, I think we got one back last week. Um, I'm not sure why just one. I know she was pretty feisty. My, my guess is they just didn't want to handle her anymore. But we got uh, the rest of them except for one today. They're still an old stallion that um, – that uh, they're keeping for some reason, but uh, yeah, they're they're all back here. So we're just kind of waiting for the next uh, phase of this whole thing. Now, um, if, if people have been following, uh, uh, my wife Heidi has been uh, charged with uh, neglect, uh, misdemeanor uh, cruelty to animals. They say uh, because uh, they say these horses were uh, not healthy according to their standards. Um, well, why they give them back then? But, uh, I'm sorry. I said, why did they give him back if if she was uh, allegedly guilty of this? Well, yeah, I mean, she's an animal abuser, right? I mean, they're claiming she's an animal abuser, except they took 12 horses, but they left 17. So, you know, what what kind of uh, due diligence is that? We don't know about that. They won't say anything. Uh, we did, though, uh, get the discovery documents last Friday. Uh, the affidavit, I think it's, I don't know, still sealed. I, I have it now. I mean, I don't really know what this discovery documents are. It's all of their, uh, you know, what they, what, what they base the search warrant on and what they base the, uh, the investigation on and the probable cause and everything like that. And I thought it was a nosy neighbor or a, uh, you know, nosy bureaucrat or the SPCA. Um, you know, they wouldn't tell us. So, you know, we had all these theories that, um, uh, of who it was, but well, wasn't it, the, uh, who the, it actually the, was really the veterinarian uh, surprised was, us, and we're we're still trying to figure out how to how to deal with that. Well, um, can you can you t- can you give us some some information? I know the veterinarian was the that came and examined them was the same one that your wife had been using. Well, we we, we she hired him once. I mean, to come out and uh, and take care of a, a horse who had been uh, kicked. No, the uh, the person who uh, filed the complaint was actually a fellow free stater. Uh, someone whom we hired last year in order to help us care for the horses, and um, 
you know, I, I, she, it was her job to make sure the courses were taken care of. And, you know, Heidi's working full-time at her programmer job. And, and this person was, uh, you know, living on our land uh, in exchange for, um, you know, taking care of the horses. And, um, you know, she decided that the horses were being taken care of and used the, the, uh, the gun of the state to, um, uh, you know, deal with a personal issue that she had with, uh, with Heidi. Well, did, did she talk to you about this before she did it? No. No. I mean, she'd been complaining a lot about, um, you know, uh, the, the, the state of things. And I said, well, what do you need? I mean, uh, tell me what you need. You need uh, this or that. And, and I got her some stuff. But, um, you know, apparently that, that wasn't enough. And uh, actually, she had um, um, been... Uh, I guess the issue comes down to different philosophies about care of the horses. Uh, Heidi has, you know, different ways of dealing with the horses, like feeding them uh, uh, grain from uh, our brewery, uh, which is perfectly healthy, in fact, uh, better in a lot of ways for the horses. And, um, you know, things like that, just degrees of of care. And uh, that, that was kind of the issue that between them. So let me see if I got this straight. You're saying that uh, your wife, Heidi, had hired this caretaker. The caretaker disagreed with some of the methods of taking care of the horses, and she expressed those to you. You, I guess, you know, you just you continued to have this disagreement, but she didn't indicate that, uh, that it was serious enough to where she was going to quit her job or anything like that, but she then ended up going ahead and allegedly snitching on you guys to the government people and then ends up quitting her job anyway? Yeah, you know, a, a week after she um, uh, did this, I didn't know it was her. I thought it was somebody else, you know, but as soon as we got all these documents, uh, it was her who went down and, um, and you know, talked. To, she first called the SPCA, and the SPCA guy uh, met with the uh, police here and uh, you know that gave them what they they needed for a search warrant. Hmm. Wow, I mean it's I, it's hard for me to comment. On yeah, it this sounds one, like Brian, an unfortunate because, situation because I like everybody that's involved, and I'm I'm surprised that somebody who considers themselves a, a free state or somebody who's independent in that way, uh, who understands that the the state is force, it is violence, uh, would would do something like something that would bring force the force of the state down upon um, you guys. I mean. You know, if she had an issue with the way you were treating the horses, I would think that there would be different ways to to handle that. Am I wrong about that? Would there would there have been a better way to handle this than to go to the the men with guns? I mean, well, well I, I think there's an infinitely yeah. <laughs> even a number of better ways to uh, uh, to do it before initiating force. Um, you know, the uh, uh, there's there, there, we we just moved here, and and there are some. You know, we had that ice storm. And we tried to fix everything as quickly as we could. You know, the, the, some of the fences uh, were, were injured. We, we put those back up. Uh, there was uh, uh, hard, hard to find hay. We, we, we managed to get some hay, but we paid a lot for it uh, this winter. So, yeah, I mean, there were some, some issues that happened this winter, but I thought we were dealing with them. Uh, I thought that, you know, uh, the horses were, um, you know, taken care of. I mean, uh, if you look at any horse in, in New Hampshire uh, through this winter, it's probably – doesn't have as much weight on as you'd, as you'd like, but hardly, hardly in uh, imminent danger, which is their, uh, which is their word for you know we got to get in there and do some desperate measures. Right. Right. I mean, uh, ho- it was just horses are animals that have, horses are animals that have been very, living outside for a long time. I mean, I don't know this this whole three sided structure thing. I, I I don't know what was going on there, but it's it's kind of 
I don't know. I I I must say I'm torn too. Well, it also probably was difficult trying to transport all those horses across the country and trying to keep their weight up then in transportation. Then they get there and they have to acclimate to a new state, a new climate, new environment. It's not that easy. So they should have cut you a little bit of slack for that. Well, you know, especially if uh, if the, the the person you know responsible or tasked with uh, taking care of them is having disagreements on how they're taken care of. Now we we keep all this thing on the farm. I mean, I was I didn't bring it up. You know, it was uh, our our motto is what what goes on the farm stays on the farm, just because you know it's nobody else's business. But um, you know, now that uh, this has opened up and and we found out that this person is not beyond using the uh, the force of the government to you know settle her personal issues. You know, it all comes out, and, and I hate it. I don't like it to come out. I, it's it's just it's nobody's business. But now, you know, everybody's naked here, and uh, you know, everybody everybody's shocked about this whole thing. Well, and some of the allegations were seemed pretty serious, uh, Brian. I mean, the the allegations that were flying around on the internet were that worms. you know that uh, yeah there was worms in the horses, and that uh, they were so skinny that you could stick your hand between their ribs or something like that. I mean, just kind of all kinds of allegations. Well, it, it and seems then on the to other me side that of it, you know that there's got to be some truth on both sides of it, right? Like somebody's got to be exaggerating, and you know, like I, I just can't trust. Either, you know, I, I, I'm you know one to take the middle road. On well, like I said, I like all the people that are involved on a personal basis. I can't say I know everybody real, real well, so it's it's all coming as a kind of a surprise to me. Yeah, I'm if stunned. you don't mind hanging on a bit, Brian, I want to uh, bring you back here in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. What are some of the ways that you think this situation could have been handled, absent getting the state involved? This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And you can do that, uh, get on board and get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, all at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here uh, talking with Brian, he is one of the free staters that has moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project in order to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. And you're somebody who had the dedication to pick up your whole life, your family, and your dozens of horses. Uh, How many horses do you have, Brian? Well, wife. today, let's see, uh, 20, I don't know, 28, 29. Okay, so dozens is accurate then. Uh, so you picked up dozens of horses, and you moved them across the country to come here to New Hampshire, where you were uh, making a you're making a brand-new home for yourself here, and then all of a sudden, uh, the FPCA shows up, steals a dozen, of ho- a dozen of your horses, not all of them, but uh, a dozen of them, and basically says uh, you're being accused or your wife is being accused of hoarding horses and not treating them well and, you know, not feeding them enough and all kinds of uh, horrific allegations. I myself had never been out to your uh, your property before, but a number of other activists have been have. out there. 
And I, I don't imagine they all inspected all of your horses, but a lot of the, uh, the comments were very positive towards how healthy the horses looked out there. But then on the other side of that, uh, the, one of the people that made the allegations uh, against your horses, which, uh, according to you, ended up turning out to be the, the caretaker of the horses, uh, said that they, the horses were far underweight and that, uh, that, you know, that you could stick your hand in between the ribs or something like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if those were exactly her allegations, but uh, later on, that's what some of the people claimed who had taken care of the horses after the, the state agents came in and stole them from you, and then they distributed them to other horse farms around the, uh, the area. So the, the allegations were ranging in, uh, in a wide variety. It was hard to really understand who was telling the truth about what. But as you pointed out here, Brian, if your wife really is a horse abuser, what are they doing sending the 12 horses back to her? Or in this case, 11 of them have uh, have come back, and there's only one that, that still remains out. If, if she's dangerous, if these horses are in a dangerous place, in a dangerous environment, why are they giving them back? I, it's just all so confusing to me, and and knowing you as uh, not that I know you too well, but having spent some time with you and and uh, liking you on a personal level and respecting you, uh, your business sense, and and uh, appreciating you as an activist, uh, I also like the uh, the the lady that was complaining about you as well, and I, I find it very difficult uh, to to deal with this situation, and I I, I feel well, like. I feel like jumping to the state was really unnecessary on her part, even if she really believed the horses were being abused. I feel like maybe a, a campaign of ostracism or, first first of all, talking to you would be uh, the way to go about it. You said that did happen to some extent, but I guess you, your wife and her came to some sort of an impasse as far as they both had a difference on how to uh, – differing uh, – I guess philosophies on how to to bring up horses, and it became an impasse. But it seems like something else could have been done after that, instead of bringing men with guns in to steal the horses. And I would love to hear some ideas as to uh, what that what that maybe that midpoint could have been that apparently was jumped over. Well, first of all, you know, they, I, I I don't see how anybody could say that. Uh, Heidi is an abuser of animals. I mean, we paid a lot of money to get the caretaker on here and, you know, uh, paid her rent, her utilities, her Internet, uh, you know, to, to take care of the, these horses. I mean, they, they, you know, someone, an animal abuser doesn't have a, an on-site caretaker, you know, taking care of the animals. It does seem but, rare. Uh, there was, there was, uh, Heidi does things in a way that most uh, or, you know, some uh, breeders don't do. Like, for instance, uh, uh, you mentioned worms just before the break. Uh, you know, babies get worms. That's just what happens. All horses, you know, all babies seem to have well, Not all of them, I mean, but, uh, you know, it, it's very common for horses mm-hmm. to have worms. There were five babies. They all had worms. Three of them didn't have worms. A couple of them uh, had a little more persistent worms. And so Heidi uses this uh, thing, doesn't use the expensive, uh, what's called butte, butte or something like that. She uses, um, she uses diatomaceous earth. And it's a, uh, Wayne might know about this, it's a homeopathic uh, uh, just a, a, an annihilator of uh, of uh, parasites. Right. Uh, it's perfectly harmless to the horse, but it just does a really good job of, of killing it. Well, our caretaker said, uh, "Well, that's not how we do it, uh, in, you know, in the big show barns." And Heidi said, "Do it anyway. This is the way I want it done." She refused to even get the stuff off the trailer. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we're that we're dealing with. And you know, like I said before, it's all on the farm. You know, I didn't go out and publicize this. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> get the diatomaceous earth there and get rid of these worms. So now instead of doing that, she brings the force of the government down saying, oh, these horses have worms. So I, I think it's ironic that the caretaker of the horses is calling the government because the horses are being taken care of. Wow. Yes, interesting, isn't it? 
And by the way, diatomaceous earth can be sprinkled around the foundation of your house to keep bugs out, too. That's I, the intense, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've had some experience with diatomaceous earth in the past. Uh, when we, my family had a dog back in the 1990s, we had a big tick and flea infestation, and they've heard about this diatomaceous earth, and it, what it essentially is, as was described to me, is just little tiny little pieces of glass yeah. that are so small that they don't do anything to, to humans. Uh, but if uh, if a, a tick or a flea or something comes into contact with it, basically impales the uh, the the little uh, parasite. So uh, we put the stuff down in the yard and in the house as well. You don't want to breathe the dust. Uh, it's not good for your lungs. Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. It was a long time ago. Maybe they didn't put it in the house, but I thought they did. Uh, and they put it down all around the yard at the very least, and uh, that took care of that problem. I mean, it was amazing. Well, yeah, I, 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 another problem, and uh, now I get to uh, put in a plug for my uh, my beer, um, is uh, <laughs> I, I'm an investor in the First Free Stater Brewery, the Manchester Brewing Company. So, sorry, Mark, I'll send you an advertising check. <laughs> um, but uh, we get the spent grains from, from the brewery, you know, a couple times a week. Uh, they come back, they, you know, they're wet, they have to be fed right away. If they sit around for a while, they start to get a little, you know, Yucky. get a little funky. Mm-hmm. So you feed them right away. But they're very, very good for the horses. Sure. But, you know, the caretaker said, well, you know, we don't, we don't do it that way in the big show barns. And it was a real push to get these grains, you know, fed out to the horses. So Heidi had to, had to end up doing it. So mm-hmm. it's things like that that it was, it was just always push back, always push back, always push back. And, you know, Heidi just ended up saying, okay, uh, if you don't want to do this, you don't do that. Water and feed them. Well, in the end, for the last month, her boyfriend was watering and feeding. So, you know, wow. this is the kind of, uh, of thing. And all it would have taken was, hey, Brian, you know, um, I, 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 I'm at my wit's end. I think that there's a problem here. Or go on the board saying, hey, you know, these guys aren't taking care of their horses for whatever reason, and let's talk about it. But the first thing she goes down to the SPCA, she gets the, uh, uh, the guns of the state involved. So, yeah, I think a, yeah, we should have been ostracized for abusing animals if, if you know, that, that would be the... If that's the what was going on. Right now, it. everything's still locked down, uh, although you did get some discovery. I mean, if I were approaching it, as far as ostracizing is concerned, presuming that the allegations are true, and I don't know, I've never been to the, the farm, so I don't know, and I'm certainly not a horse expert, but let's presume the allegations were true and that these horses were starving and, and that uh, even though she was the caretaker, it somehow wasn't her fault. Uh, then, you know, she could have photographed the horses and put those photos online and said, hey, look here, look at what these, you know, horse abusers are doing. Isn't this awful? And uh, I've, I've not seen anything like that, uh, certainly not uh, before the, the raid occurred. I think some pictures of some other horses came out just to kind of, I, I think somebody posted some pictures on the Internet, on NHFree.com, of what the horse scales are. There's like a one through five scale as far as the, the thinness of the horse or something like that, how much weight they have on them, five being obese and uh, one being, you know, really, really uh, underweight. And so they were alleging that uh, your, the horses that were confiscated were, uh, you know, a number one. But I don't think anybody ever showed any pictures of your horses. And uh, I think that would have been a pretty well, persuasive I, I, ostracism technique, uh, just to, you know, put those out there and say, look what these folks are doing. Well, the concern there might have been, perhaps, like I'm just speculating here, and I, I'm, I'm with you. It would seem like ostracism would be the way to go, but I wasn't there and, um, you know, don't know, is maybe perhaps she was trying to do it surreptitiously and didn't want to... I don't know. That's the problem, though. Yeah, that's that's the, the problem. problem is the going behind somebody's back and calling a, men, a ga- group of men with guns to come and uh, enforce your will on somebody. And, you know, when I look at this situation, Brian, I think, well, what would stop somebody from coming in and taking my cats from me? 
Uh, Julia and I have a couple of cats, and I'm sure there are lots of cat lovers out there that would disagree with how we uh, train our cats. My I mean, cat's obese. There's no doubt about it. My cat is morbidly obese, and somebody could decide that my cat is being abused because I feed him too much. Somebody could decide that my well, cat yeah. is being abused there, there, there because... There are horses and there's cats, and they apply the same principle to kids, too. Yeah. If somebody, if you don't treat your kids the way that, that some ideal is, then they can come in and take them. It's the same exact thing. So my horse is today, your kid's tomorrow. Thank you, Brian, for the update tonight. Uh, I know that your wife is still facing dozens of charges or at least over 10 charges in this particular case, and uh, that part of this case is not over yet. I know that there's a, a legal situation afoot, and there's very little that you can say in regards to that, but I hope you'll keep us up to date as to what goes on with all of this. Will you? As best you can? Sure. Thanks, Brian, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 coming up. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls, and we'll start things out with Steve in Colorado. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve, Colorado, going once. Do we have Steve in Colorado? You are on the air, Steve. Great, thanks. Um, Interesting couple of conversations I've had the last few days. Uh... Apparently, when Obama um, suspends habeas corpus in a prison camp in Afghanistan, which is legally identical to Bush suspending habeas corpus in a prison camp in Gitmo, uh, that's okay with the Obama supporters, hmm. uh, even though they complained loudly and longly about it, um, you know, when Bush did it. Uh, what a surprise. Uh, Right, exactly. The uh, the Obama DOJ's arguments for wireless, uh, warrantless wiretapping, um, the Obama people that I've talked to, and it's been uh, probably half a dozen in the last few days, think that that's that's just a okay. Um, that uh, you know, even though the Obama DOJ made the exact same argument in court that the Bush people made. Uh, for warrantless wiretapping, and they hollered about that, screamed and yelled. See, it's okay now, because now oh, yeah. Obama can use his powers against the enemies of Obama. See, and, uh, and Obama's great, and he's only going to use it against the, the right people. Oh, Bush was bad because he used it against the Democrats, but now Obama's right. good because he it's can okay use it to make a man Superman as long as Superman's on your side, but when, when you're talking about, uh, you know, bizarro Superman, uh, you don't want that. Yeah, well, and and I, I used the line straight out of Harry Brown on one of them, or maybe two or more, I can't remember, at least one. I said, you know, when you give a politician or a government that you agree with the power to do something that you think is good, you have thus automatically given the next administration that you might not agree with the power to do evil. You know, and uh, the Bush people mm-hmm. are finding that out now, the teabaggers, <laughs> or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. they're finding that out right now. But uh, back to Obama, though, also... Obama's uh, building up of the uh, of the troops and his cross-border uh, skirmishes with Pakistan and his his de facto promise to not bring about 50,000 troops home from Iraq uh, by 2012. 
uh, and so forth, that's all okay, too. I, I, in fact, called Obama a warmongering idiot to one of them. And they just, this guy just about flipped his lid. He couldn't believe I would say such a thing. Right. You know, How Obama, you, I saw the bumper sticker. I saw the Obama bumper stickers with the peace sign for the peace O. For peace. Oh, he must too, be for yeah. peace. Must be for peace. Yeah, that's what I said. I said he was a warmongering idiot. And, boy, this guy just couldn't believe I would say. He's like right out of, uh, well, like you said, the bizarro world. And don't tell me. World. Don't tell me he immediately assumed you were a Bush Republican. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you have to be with the other side if, if you do not work for us. Right. Finally, only one of these guys that I talked to for quite a long time. And finally, he said, well, Obama's better because people like him more. (laughs) That was the only thing. After I had gone by issue by issue, marijuana, warrantless wiretapping, state secrets, Ah. uh, habeas corpus, the war, the surge, cross-border firing in Pakistan, etc., all the same things. He he finally just had to pretty much throw his hands up and agree that, yeah, I'm right. Essentially, there is no difference between Bush and Obama. It is essentially the third Bush term. But, hey, Obama's a nicer guy. <sighs> wow. <laughs> I'm yeah, almost I mean, speechless. Just, I mean, it's just it's the cognitive dissonance is so thick, you can't mm-hmm. even cut it with some people. It's just amazing. And it's it's the same mentality as when, you know, when we were crit, uh, criticizing the conservatives for following mm-hmm. this Bush guy uh, down the road to tyranny. I mean, Bush, George yep. Bush dramatically increasing the size and the, sta- uh, the, the scope and the and, and expense and the intrusiveness of the federal government. And the conservatives, when you point these things out to them, they just plug their ears and they would do the exact same thing. Well, you know, mm-hmm. he's our man and it doesn't matter that it, he's not obeying the Constitution because the Constitution doesn't matter anymore don't you remember right. 9-11 9-11 was when everything changed blah 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 everything. the same old ex- the same old excuses just from a different side this time they just don't yeah, want to see they don't want to see that they could have been wrong that's really what it is isn't it i mean that's what this all breaks down to is they don't want to uh admit that they were wrong that right. uh, that by supporting this man who turned who's turning out to be bush the third that by supporting him and throwing all their weight behind him and putting the bumper stickers on and holding the signs on the side of the road and whatever their level of activism was in their support of obama that they were wrong about him that it turns out that right. he is a warmongering big government uh you know guy that's not going to do a darn thing to improve life for anybody uh-huh, here in this country. Ya, same yeah. old pres- you know hail to the new chief same as the old but chief. they don't want to be they don't want to realize they've been fooled even if it's quite obvious to them the cognitive dissonance factor kicks in and they'll just keep telling themselves that well he's a better man than bush even though he's torturing yeah. people even though he's spying on people even though he's fill in the blank whatever tyrannical thing that he's doing he's a better man i like his smile Yep, well, you know what? Sure the, in all fairness, though, there are a lot of uh, former Obama bots who are waking up, and there's there's already a lot of rumbling of dissension among those people, his supporters. And right. for it to be this early in a, in a presidential term, to me, is pretty amazing. That the usually is, yes. usually there's more time to for them to dupe their their base and and the public, and the public usually gives a new president a little more of a honeymoon period. But in this case, it's, it's coming unraveled very quickly. Yeah, That's you know. So much. I made a mistake well, um, er, early on. I said that Obama was nothing but Jimmy Carter, only black. And I think he's George Bush, only black. Only black, yeah. yeah. You know, and he speaks and, better in front of a teleprompter. The, the thing, yeah, that's true. Uh, nice the the thing ones. is is that uh, in 92, I was a huge Clinton supporter. Bumper stickers, uh, crowds, mm-hmm. you know, holding mm-hmm. signs, etc. And by the time 94 came around, some of my conservative friends were j- jabbing me about, oh, what about Clinton doing this? What about Clinton doing that? And I, instead of 
trying to defend Clinton, I was saying to myself and to them, what the hell did I vote for? Yeah, good for you. No, what the hell did I put into office? You know, well, I, that, I wonder about this. I'm reading a book on cognitive dissonance, and they, they tell you in the book, look, you're not going to think this book applies to you. Yeah, And I does. swear, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think the book entirely applies to me. Certainly I see some areas where, uh, you know, I fool myself into believing things that, um, you know, may or may not be entirely factually based. But at the same time, I, you know, I, I know that I'm capable of change over time. Um, and, and so is everyone, given enough time and given enough encouragement. But they encouragement. can sure give uh, examples of where people will just look at the truth and say, no, I don't believe it. But, you know, regardless of what party you're in, if you are in a party, you have to put your principles before your party. If you just follow the party line and you just listen to what they say and you parrot that, then, then really you're just, you're just a, a, a robot. But that's all the other parties are anyway, Wayne. It's just they have no principles, and the people that are involved in those in the Republicans and the Democrats have always been well. I'll follow the party regardless of what the party says. This is my party. It's the party of my parents. I've chosen it for myself. It's my party, right or wrong. There's no principle involved there except for the principle of adherence to whatever they say. But that's true. But you know, take the Republican Party platform. If you read it, it actually sounds pretty good. Most of it, anyway. And, and they're not following even their own their own platforms. Don't worry, the Democrats aren't. How either. many of the yeah. members have read their platform? Well, if they go to the convention, they might. But you're right. How many of yeah. the members go to the conventions? <laughs> not very right. many. Not True. very many. Look, uh, and thank you, Stephen, for the call tonight. I'm glad you brought oh, that up because cool. it's something that we're all dealing with. It's something that uh, everybody that loves liberty is is frustrated by. Is the you know the cognitive dissonance that's so heavy in in our neighbors. But when you look at people's involvements in in politics. Most of it is just a passing thing. Like, they've picked their side, they're a Republican or they're a Democrat, and whatever the Republicans and Democrats say, they're pretty much on board with. They may have their minor disagreements here and there where they've paid attention enough to actually come up with their own opinion on something. Otherwise, oh, whatever they say goes. But most people are are just barely on the surface level of the issues. They're not really doing any serious thinking uh, for themselves. For those that do, that do take that next step, they may not get involved in the actual party politics. There's a very small minority of the people that consider themselves Republicans and Democrats that ever, ever will show up to some sort of party membership meeting, uh, let alone a convention. Convention, you've got to go to, you know, if it's a state convention, you've got to drive to go somewhere. If it's just even a local meeting of Republican activists, you're talking about a very, very small percentage of those the people that consider themselves Republicans or, or Democrats. You know, and it's the it's the swing voter in the middle that really makes the decision as far as uh, you know who gets to be president. As though that yes. position was supposed to matter in the first place, because it wasn't. And now it's turned into our our new you know for every four years we get a new king. Of course, uh, the tax day thing, the tea parties were going on today. Inevitably, somebody's going to comment on that, and we'll talk about that, plus your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial up, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and take a look and see what that's all about. Shrine. 
www.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. As we continue here, taking your phone calls about whatever you want, it's Devin in Oklahoma. Devin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello. Devin, what's on your mind tonight? I, in fact, went to one of the tea parties today. Oh, very good. These were all going on all across the country. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to throw my full support behind them because, well, it seems to me like they're just an excuse to promote Republican politicians and to get them elected back into office so they can screw us over like the Democrats are screwing us over. Uh, but nonetheless, I do support them in that it's getting people out, getting them active, uh, getting them involved, and uh, getting them meeting other like-minded people. And it's a great, I think it'd be a great recruiting opportunity for people to bring um, interested parties on board with this show and the Free State Project, so I think that there's some real positives to them, plus they're getting people excited about the idea of secession in many cases, and I think that that's just all a net positive in general. Uh, what was your experience today? Well, I, I was trying to be, you know, of course, optimistic when I went. I just really wanted to see what what the ideas were floating around there and what, what the, just kind of the general air was. You know, and I started uh, talking to a couple people, and, and it was mostly um, they would start complaining about some local Democratic representative, or they'd start, you know, bad-mouthing Democrats. It was mostly the air that I got was uh, a rather combative, conservative feeling, really. And it didn't really seem, I didn't hear anything about, you know, it's our money, we should do what I want with it. It, it was more like them stopping their feet saying, Hey, I want government to run things how I want them to be ran. Oh, jeez. That may not yeah, be true in all tea parties, but yeah, yeah. You, there's, there's a lot of them that are taking the partisan approach, which I think is very counterproductive. Because I think you have to show everybody the the uh, hypocrisy of, of the current administration and how they're just continuing the previous administration's policies, both foreign policy and economic. But you're not going to get that from the Republicans, and those are the people that are behind these tea parties. Well, uh, some of them, but there's a lot of them, so you really can't say it's all of them. I'm not even going to say that every individual there carried the same feelings. I did, in fact, see one sign that said, uh, abolish the Federal Reserve. But, you know, that was really... One of those kooky Ron, like pa- Ron Paul supporters? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, one of those kooky guys. So one one bright light in a sea of ignorance, basically? Yeah. I mean, I was... And I also took, um, you know, I've heard stories about uh, them, about the protests, the right to protest being denied around the nation, like people having to fill out forms to do it. And, sure. You know, I, I've Permits. read a few stories on anarchyinyourhead.com about that, so I took the initiative to ask around and try and discern whether that was public property or private property or if they had begged for permission or what. You know, And I, I finally got out of somebody that it was, in fact, private property, but before that, one of the, you know, some, some man came up to ask me and said, well, sir, I'm not sure what your problem with this is because I was just, you know, directing questions to who I thought was the organizer, and he, I guess he thought I was angry that they were doing that on public property or something. Wait a minute, was it on public property, or I thought you said it was on private property? It, it was, in fact, on private property, but he seemed to be getting angry because he thought I had some kind of, I didn't think they should be doing it there for whatever reason. Hmm. But yeah. When, in fact, I was just trying to clarify things. I mean, that was just kind of the... So why were you asking that question? Why do you care whether it was on public or private co- property? 
Uh, I was just curious as to whether or not they had begged for permission or not. Yeah, he wanted to know if they went down and supplicated themselves uh, to Ah. get a permit to have a tea party, which I think is a completely legitimate question to ask. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of a kind of the combative air that was there. I mean, he he got rather short with me about all of it. So anybody that's not uh, obviously 100% on board with his agenda, he's going to uh, get combative with. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed to me like. Yeah. And so the speeches uh, were pretty much partisan gobbledygook, right? Just the typical partisan nonsense. I also didn't even uh, stick around that long. I talked to uh. one woman who I saw um, holding a megaphone at one point. I mm-hmm. was... I. I didn't hear what she said. There was honestly, there wasn't that many people, and the megaphone was that loud. I don't know. I didn't really hear, but I, I singled her out and I talked to her individually, and she started talking about a local representative and going down the list of, you know, how he was bad and all these. He voted yes on this school board thing, and he voted no on this other thing, and it's, it, you know, it was some of the things were expansive government, and some of the things were, you know, making it smaller, but it, it wasn't really a. You know, a freedom idea is that you know we want we think things should be done this way, and we want everybody to do right. this. It's okay. Yeah. Steal our money and just spend it in the way that we want you to spend it, and then everything will be fine. As long as our team is spending the stolen money, then everything is fine. It's just the same old partisan nonsense, just being rehashed, and they're putting a new, uh, you know, the, they're putting the threat of withdrawing from the union out there as a result of all this. And of course, uh, the the governor of the state of Texas has been getting a lot of press recently for suggesting. The idea that Texas, that Texas might just leave Flirting. the union, and then two seconds later pointing out, well, I don't see the reason why we would want to do something like that, uh, because the union is a great idea, and the union's wonderful. We want to keep it together, uh, but, you know, we could leave should we, want to, should we want to leave. So it's like, it's such a mixed bag, you know. You, you, want to give them, you want to give them credit where credit's due, and you want to praise them for even talking about the idea of secession, but at the same time, the more things change, the more they stay the same, apparently, uh, because it's just the same old partisan politics just being re hashed and of course all of these republican adherents are going to fall right back in line and next time they're going to vote for their republican uh candidates republicans some of them will win they'll get in and they'll they'll increase the size of government too and the people will get fooled again uh, yep to quote harry brown like the last caller did uh the only real difference between democrats and republicans is that republicans campaign like libertarians and you can see it in full swing right now. I thank you for the call tonight. I uh, appreciate the, the look into what was going on at one of these tea parties today. I did not show up at the tea party, but I did come out for a sign-waving, uh, an anti-tax sign-waving this afternoon. Apparently there was a tea party here in Keene uh, where allegedly 60 people showed up, and some of the free Keene folks went out there and had a fairly good reception. And uh, I did a, a sign-waving. Now, Mark, you know that down in Sarasota, where I come from uh, in Florida, I was the kind of the, the go-to guy for the, the tax day protests. Like, I would be out all day long yep. waving at cars and... and With then, a sign, yeah, honk and, if you hate taxes. All by myself. And then later in the evening, I was usually able to, uh, you know, cajole a couple of people into coming out and, and holding signs with me. At least so, keeping you company. Yeah, so I wasn't completely alone the entire time, but mostly I was alone in my anti-tax efforts on tax day. Today, there were at least ten people out there when I showed up. And I didn't go out all day long today. Uh, I only went out for about 45 minutes uh, because obviously dealing with other things. 
but wow, I've never been to such a large anti-tax uh, <laughs> protest. I mean, uh, 10 people on the side of the road. And I, again, as I say, there were 60 people there earlier. But and, and the 10 folks were pretty much all free staters and New Hampshire natives that support liberty. So it was a great event. Uh, I got a lot of honks, a lot of support. There's the occasional thumbs down, the occasional somebody flipping you the bird. Uh, but there was... <laughs> What? Who are those people? We far, love taxes. Yeah, who are far these more, people? Far more support for the anti-tax message up here in New Hampshire than there was down in Florida. I can tell you that. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. Maybe you want to share your experience uh, from the tea parties today. Uh, the earlier caller was not exactly raving about it. 800-259-9231. Uh, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, a broadband version, dial-up, and a webcam version of the show, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Let's continue and talk to Jason in Michigan. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. I I just got back from a a tea party here in uh, Michigan. How was it? It it was great. I liked it. Um, I, I... I hope it. I hope the uh, activism doesn't end here. I, I hope that there's another Tea Party next April fifteenth. Um, well, I wouldn't really consider. <laughs> if you I, I wait was, a year between your activism, I wouldn't really consider that well, too no, no, heavy. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying wait a year. I'm just saying yeah. I hope that it's, it's a recurring event. I you see. Know, that I they see. don't. That they, that it doesn't just you know go back into the dustbin of history or something. Right. You know, as one time when people you know, got out in the, the, the parks and uh, protested, you know. Well, it seems based on what the other caller said and uh, based on my speculation before that odds are that if the Republicans uh, win, then you can expect to see the Tea Parties to go away because they're just, they seem to have been Republican recruiting events and very little else. But what was your experience? I, I, it was really favorable. Um, there was lots of people, there was lots of different flags there. I saw uh, one flag I think is called the first uh, Navy Jack or something. It had the it was a red and white striped and it had the the snake on it and it yeah. says "Don't tread on me." And then there was another one on a yellow background with a, a rattlesnake on it. it says "Don't tread on me." Those th- those flags were all over the place there. Hmm, that's good. Um, and there was also uh, there was also lots of showing by the Campaign for Liberty people there. Mm-hmm. They were sh- uh, handing out lots of flyers and different things. Um, and the, uh, there was people waving uh, Libertarian Party uh, signs and uh, Ron Paul signs. Um, it was really cool. Great. So uh, you did not get the feeling that this was a Republican uh, powwow? This was a, an event to essentially promote the Republican candidates in the area? You didn't get that impression? Well, there, w- there was Republican candidates from the area, but I actually recognized one of them as as one of the guys who was up there giving a speech for the crowd as being, well, you know, I would call him uh, like a libertarian with the Republican label. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. He's like sure. a Ron Paul type guy. Okay. Um, on, the, on the state level, he's not a national politician. But I, I recognized him there. So, I mean, while, while there was 
some Republican politicians that showed up there probably and people who were uh, supporting that message. I think that there was also a pretty good showing by the, you know, the kind of libertarian crowd. So I thought that was good. Great. That's fantastic. Anything else you wanted to share? Uh, no, no, no. no. I, I wish I brought my camera. There was tons of people who showed up there. It was probably the biggest political gathering I've ever seen. Great. And and like you said, I, I hope this continues on and that uh, this is rolled into some other form of activism and they don't wait a year or two uh, to do more. I don't know what they're going to do next, if anything, and I guess only time will tell. But who, who knows, man? Maybe some people uh, had some successful outreach today. Maybe the Free State Project members got out there and, and flyered the crowds and maybe we'll get some, you know, an influx of Free Staters out of, uh, out of this. Anything's possible. Maybe Free Talk Live will bring some new listeners on board. Uh, so it could be a net. It could very well be a net positive. Uh, so mixed reviews so far, and I thank you for calling in tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Chris in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live, Chris. Hey, and uh, just wanted to uh, kind of report on the uh, Tea Party I went to today. I yes, sir. At, uh, I was at the Boston Common, and you guys had almost kind of scared me away from it because it did seem a little. Uh, you know, Republican, I guess, before I had gone there. And I, I was kind of looking out for that, and I couldn't find it. Uh, I'm I'm an ethnic Republican, so maybe a couple of years ago I would have liked more Republicanism there. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at, for the past couple of years I've, I've gone more Libertarian, and, and it really really wasn't like that. Everybody was pretty equally angry at both parties. And we really? Don't really have wow. much of a, we don't really have much of a Republican party here anyway in uh, hmm. Massachusetts, so... Uh, you know, even even uh, surprisingly, I I thought we were being set up by this uh, like a Fox guy doing a live shot for uh, for the news, mm-hmm. and uh, his questions were pretty much geared towards uh, getting the message out there that uh, we're pretty this wasn't really a partisan thing; it should have been an anti-partisan thing instead of even a non-partisan thing. Throw all of them out, and uh, you know, get the get the government smaller. Well, great. If if my predictions were uh, were incorrect about this, then I'm happy to be wrong uh, in this case. I mean, it it still sounds like kind of a mixed bag, depending on where in the country you were at. Uh, you well, yeah, being I in could Bo- understand that. Totally. Being in Boston, you're like you're saying, there's not much of a Republican Party there to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah. well, um, they did they did elect Romney as governor a while back, but he isn't really a Republican anyway. No, he's the guy that yeah. started Romney Care. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, great. Good news. So, what else did you experience today? Any uh, good conversations? Uh, were any were Free State fl- uh, Project flyers being passed around? What, did, what else did you observe? Uh, I, was, I was there for maybe only an hour, but I, I guess my observation was, I'm not sure how this gets us anywhere. Uh, and that's, that's actually one of my big thoughts, is how do we really get something anywhere? So, I've, I've been doing, uh, like, activism, education, outreach for the past uh, three years now with the mm-hmm. Appleseed Project. And I could really kind of see at the end of a weekend of doing that, uh, where we teach people how to, you know, shoot rifles, improve their marksmanship, teach them about, you know, the uh, the revolution, uh, really see people's eyes open up and understand more than they understood, and maybe they go out and, you know, in a kind of free market way, whatever they want to work on. We don't tell them what to go work on, but, I, you know, people go work on whatever they're going to work on with a new sense of vigor. So... I don't really know how kind of standing in front of the state house that doesn't listen to us anyway and kind yeah. of yelling at them. I, I don't really see how that brings us anywhere. I hope it does. I, I share your concerns there. I, I don't there. see the same kind of. I don't yeah. see the same kind of result. I absolutely share your concerns, and it's one of my biggest critiques of a of a protest. I mean, not to say I won't involve myself in them. I was out there waving signs too today. Oh. 
Uh, you know, it's it's when you're out there doing a, an anti-tax protest, it's fun because you're getting that message out in front of people and you're hearing what people were you're hearing how they respond. You're getting honks, you're getting kind of a, a boost, I guess, to your ego, I suppose, for lack of a better term. You're getting a boost uh, from the people that are around you, unless you're getting all thumbs downs and uh, people flipping you the bird, which we didn't get today. I would say it was 90 plus percent positive. Uh, as far as the response that we got today here in Keene, New Hampshire. But generally, I share your concerns with protests. I find that they are relatively ineffective. I think that uh, the best thing that can come out of events like this is networking. I think that that's my observation, having been to a number of them. I, you know, I've been on both sides. Uh, you know, I've been to pro- a peace protests. I've been to anti-tax protests. I've been uh, to them all. Uh, and I think the best part about it is the networking. So you get to meet people that you hadn't previously met. You get to talk to people that you haven't previously talked with. And uh, there's a possibility that you can bring some of those folks a few steps closer to liberty. Then that's good. If there's a possibility that you can get uh, some flyers into people's hands and they're actually going to read them later on uh, about liberty, about Free State Project, Free Talk Live, whatever it is that your message is you're getting out there, you can get that message to a few new people if you attend one of these events. And I think that's good, and I think that might make attending them worthwhile. But as far as as far as anything changing after a protest, there are very few instances that I'm aware of in history where anything like that has ever happened. There was one, I think it was Tennessee, where some talk show host will, really whipped up the, the locals in the, the Tennessee area to converge upon the Tennessee State House, And I think they actually had rifles and, and uh, pitchforks and things like that. And they were literally like going to uh, bust in the windows and, and just... And do so, the, 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 essentially the representatives were scared, and so they they did not pass a tax uh, like an income tax that they were looking at passing as a result of this outpouring. So I think Where you was can. This? I believe it was Tennessee. Yeah, that's I, I remember something like that myself. It was years ago. I think it was like the beginning of this decade, but. There are not very many examples of that that you can really point to where you can really say, wow, there, here's this tangible outcome from this protest. Usually it's just a bunch of people getting together and you know slapping each other on the back. And I think there's some value to that, just not a whole lot. I'm glad you had a good time today. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Share your experiences. What was it like for you? Was it a disaster, a Republican, uh, a shameless Republican-promoting event, or was it something where people were really talking about freedom, secession, uh, getting out of the uh, the federal government? Liberty. What was your experience? Or bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up whatever's on your mind is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Dot com And if you enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, they probably sell it. They've got dozens of categories, plus even used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks... Do it through Amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter through that link, we get a cut. That's Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's change gears away from this Tea Party stuff to talk about what the government is busily doing while everyone else is out protesting. Mark, uh, they raided some old ladies recently. Well, when you say the government, it's not like it's the uh, the, the whole government. It's just a, a little bitty part of it. 
But um, well, this yeah. this tyranny goes on all over the place. So even this was maybe a local government that I think did this. this. Is, this is kind of special to Pennsylvania. Uh, there's been a couple of stories right? coming out of there as far as the food police goes, and uh, it's 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 going on. So Rochester, Pennsylvania, on the first day of Lent, an elderly female parishioner of Saint Cecilia Catholic Church began unwrapping pies at the church. That's when the trouble started. A state inspector there oh, for the annual checkup on the church's kitchen spied the desserts. And after it was determined that the pies were home-baked, the inspector decreed, Oh, boy. They shall not be sold. It's not a licensed kitchen they were baked in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was devastated, said Josie Reed, a 69-year-old former teacher known for her pumpkin and berry pies. You know, I think this might be it. When the state comes for your pie, like that might be the time to pick up the guns and start shooting. Mm, I don't know about that. Man, it, you're talking about pie here. That could be the breaking yeah. point, Ian. I just, I, you're not going to get me to advocate uh, in, in, continuing the cycle of violence. I, I'm just, you know, I'm pretty much beyond that point. I understand that this is very frustrating, I but I just it's don't pie. think. It's what? It's pie, though. I mean, that's it that's, is pie. That's, it's it, pretty it serious. I think me that crazy. maybe I think that maybe uh, pie in the face of a politician would be okay. I know that's violent too, but it's not like hurting. There's nothing that's going to permanently harm the politician. I, I I would be okay with that. A pie in the face. Yeah, but you know, in future history books, you might even hear about the the pie rebellion of 2009, and it could be significant. Well, I, I think that rebellion is fine if what we're talking about is a uh, nonviolent, peaceful rebellion of people just saying, screw you, we're going to bake our pies and sell them anyway. I think that'd be fine, I, but going for around that. and killing the inspectors I don't think is a very good solution. I don't know. Agreed. I mean, you, could, you could drive someone mad by, telling, uh, by messing with their pie is all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, like, I, there's a I line, understand the... Uh, there's a line in the sand, and, the, and for a lot of people, me included, it's like it's pie. Yeah. Okay, Mark. That's um, good. Sold for a dollar... I'm glad a s- that line's finally been crossed for you. <laughs> sold for a dollar a slice. So you're going to stop paying property taxes now? I don't live in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Homemade so. pies have always been <laughs> part of the <laughs> Linton fish fry dinners. St. Cecilia's located in the uh, tiny... So if you'd city. had the line, it would have been crossed had you lived in Pennsylvania. I would have, at the very least, have moved to uh, New Hampshire yeah. uh, at this point. See, Anyone me, it's in pancakes. Pennsylvania, in, in the sound of my voice, your pies aren't safe. You might as well move to New Hampshire. Mm. All right. Located. This could happen anywhere, though. There are laws. I don't know why you said this is specific to Pennsylvania, because there are laws against creating uh, products in kitchens, in home kitchens, and selling them in You're a right lot of places. It, Pennsylvania has been guilty in the, um, the recent past of a lot of food police work. Mm-hmm. This is where they're raiding the Amish people, too, right? Yes, this is where the, uh, oh, the Mennonite guy has been uh, raided for selling raw milk, and they're hassling right. the crap out of people um, you know, across the state for... Well, eating and and living the way they want to li- eat and live. Illegal cooking. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, small dinners are held in the church basements and other venues across the country this time of year. The problem is the pies are illegal in Pennsylvania under the state's food safety co- code. Excuse me. Facilities that provide food at four or more events in a year require at least a temporary <laughs> eating and drinking license. And food has to be prepared. An eating and drinking license. I mean, (laughs) the whole idea that there even is such a thing should be a red alert to somebody. Like, oh, my God, the government has taxed and licensed the act of eating and drinking. Two of the most basic things that you need to do in order to sustain your life. They are licensing it. If you don't have their license, you can't serve food to people. We'll die. 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. Um, I I used to work uh, sort of sort of work at a church. I worked at a radio station that was housed in a church, mm-hmm. and uh, they would get these. Uh, they would have this like clam bake and barbecue thing on a regular basis, and they they would have to uh, get a license to serve beer, which is you know strange even that a church hey, is serving hey, beer. Hey, now but, Jesus would have gotten licenses, wouldn't he? Um, I guess he would have rendered under Caesar what is Caesar's. Obviously, it wasn't a Baptist church. No, no, it wasn't. It was a um, an Anglican church. Could you dance there too? I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else happened in the story here? The, the inspector was there to inspect their kitchen at the the church, but the pies weren't made in that kitchen. That's correct. Um, the they were inspecting. You know, the the church was obviously these little mm-hmm. sixty sixty and seventy year old ladies that are making the pies for this church function that are be, going to be sold at one dollar a slice. Um, in order to Man, raise money for, for the church. What, a ty- what type of instruments and equipment they used to inspect all of these illegal food items? They, used, they, they just, asked. They asked. They, they, they no don't do anything. They, they don't test anything. Right. You can't stick a, a thermometer in a pie and determine what, ca- you know, what kitchen it was made in. They asked the old ladies, all right, Gertrude... Where was this pie made? And of course, people. House. Right, yeah, oh, they, you know, they're just nice old ladies. Of course, they're going to answer honestly, right? Of course, they're going to let the inspector in, which is their first mistake, by the way, letting the bureaucrat through the doors well, in the first you, place. But if, what, what's the church going to do? Keep I mean, doing if, their business and not ask permission. That's the problem here. The problem no, is people have gotten into this uh, obedient In this mindset. circumstance, you lie to the bureaucrat. That's all. Mean? You lie to them? You lie to him. I mean, that's all you can do. You have to let him in because otherwise they're going to shut your whole church down or at least the, the food really? purveying really? portion. What yes, if you bring a yes bunch of, they really, really, really bring, will. What if you bring a bunch of church uh, parishioners in there and, and cuff, cuff yourself to okay, the Okay, uh, all equipment. that hassle for nothing. Yeah. You lie to the bureaucrat. We made them here, sir. Well, I, I guess if if you know if, if you like to lie to people, then that's you know he doesn't business. deserve the truth. He works for the government. He doesn't deserve. He to be works let for in. a violent, dangerous organization. Would you he lie to a rapist? He asked to be lied to, to the day that he got hired. Yeah, okay. a lot of kids are taught that it's okay. It's not good to lie unless it's a bad person who's going to hurt you. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I mean, mean, if somebody course, says, if you lie "Hey, how much feds, money's in your wallet?" Do you tell them? If you lie to the none feds, of your freaking business. Well, you you can well saying none of your business isn't lying, and omitting an answer isn't lying. Yeah. All I'm saying is, if you lied to the feds, they'd bring you up on lying charges. That's all. Just be careful when you're telling lies. That's all. Yeah. Look out. Good point. I was misinformed. Sorry. Okay. I thought I the, don't I, know. I smelled the pies when I came in. I thought that they had been baked here. My mistake. Yeah, I think it. I think they were baked here. Possible they were baked. No, here. no, I would answer um, indubitably to the uh, the inspector yeah. unless it was brought up to my attention then that later. he had somehow proved otherwise, which is you know, highly gotcha. unlikely. Yeah, I just you know I see where you're you coming from. You just want Mark, everybody to, uh, to disobey. Know, be, yeah, you do. Yeah, I know you do. That's what'll stop this. I understand, but people lying aren't gonna do it. it. Lying won't stop it. It'll just prevent them from maybe attacking you that one time, but then they're gonna go down the street and they're gonna. If you're hassle going somebody to disobey, well, they, move prob- for the free state project. They'll prob- they're probably gonna want to take the pies home themselves and eat them. And if enough people disobey, they'll just these bureaucrats will just explode from too much pie. If enough people disobey, they'll explode? Yeah, I don't understand. Well, if they go to a church and they harass them, what, what do they want? Sometimes they just want to take the pies home themselves, don't they? I said that's a very real possibility. But if you're disobeying, you won't allow the bureaucrat in the first place. Right. You know, it, it, all, I go don't know. Away. Who are you again? I'd have slapped down a $10 bill and taken that pie <laughs> and said, thank you very much and screw you, pal. <laughs>
but I wasn't there and I can't do it. And you know, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. So, Obviously, well, I mean, they're going after Pi and people want to stand up. Are there charges here? What's going on? There, Wait, there aren't charges. They shut them down. They shut the Pi sale down, but they didn't shut the church down. No. Okay, so they didn't pull the license said, for the kitchen. Well, they haven't done. The church hasn't done anything wrong when you know the bureaucrat comes in and says you can't sell that pie, mm-hmm. and they don't sell that pie. I see. So, so they weren't punished for selling the pie already, they and he's ruined the you know the the Lent festivities and the you know this this fundraising thing that the church has had for mm-hmm. years and years and years, and, and no one's know, ever gotten sick. No, nope. Josie has to eat her own pie now. It's a sad story. It is a sad story. It's sick, it's disgusting, it's, and there's there's just not much that can be done about it. It's just yet another example of an overreaching, overzealous government. Yep. But the problem came in, and now that the term overreaching suggests that there's some reach that the government could do that would be okay and appropriate, but there, there is not. Uh, and it was the, the, as I've said before, it was the first uh, bit of obedience followed by every other bit of obedience that people uh, would bow down to these bureaucrats, whatever they were making, whatever demands they're making. The fact that people obeyed in the past and continued to obey has empowered them to continue to create new laws, new regulations, hire new bureaucrats to come in and invade your personal business or your church activities or your, uh, you know, your personal life and make all sorts of demands, completely arbitrary, make all of these demands upon you, and you'll go ahead and jump through those hoops. And that's why I'm saying if you are sick and tired of it, follow Mark's advice. Get up here to New Hampshire and start saying no to these people because that's all that's going to stop this. Hour 3 is coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls, we go to the amp line. Who's this? You're on the air. Hi, Ian. It's Ivy. Hey, Ivy. uh, We talked uh, about what happened with our friend Sam, co-host on the show, also the the documentarian behind ObscuredTruth.com earlier tonight. But I wasn't so great at recalling exactly what it was that you had done today. I know that you went out to visit him at the jail. They claimed that he wasn't coming down voluntarily and that they couldn't bring him down without permission from the superintendent. So that kind of fell flat because you had intended to meet with him at the jail. Uh, of course, we don't know if they told him it was you that was there or and as Mark we don't know anything. They may have been trying to get him to be obedient to them in order to come downstairs in the first place. So we still don't know what the full story is uh, with Sam's status in the jail. The superintendent did not bother to call me back today. He did not call me back on Monday either. So apparently he's not bothering to return phone calls, which is strange because I've met the guy in person. And he's a nice enough guy. I mean, he's a, a member of law enforcement against prohibition. I thought I had decent rapport with him, but he hasn't called me back. So uh, then you went to the district court. And you found out uh, that the judge had put in an order about this whole case. Can you just kind of recap what your events of your day were, were like? Because I couldn't do the, the best job of it. <laughs> Why not, Ian? <laughs> it's all the legal um, that's terms. That's basically what I did. Uh, yep, I was down at the jail first in the morning. Um, and uh, that's exactly it. The uh, the COs went down. I guess he's downstairs. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that means solitary right now. 
um, downstairs to, to tell him that I was here to see him. I don't know if they told him my name or if they just said, your lawyer is here, because every one of them took my words, legal assistant, and decided that meant I was a lawyer. <laughs> and so uh, at that point, uh, the, when the CO came back, he said to me that Sam is lying on the floor and told them that they would have to carry him up if they wanted him to move. Uh, so, okay. I didn't know there was a downstairs. Uh, I had thought that was an upstairs thing, which would have meant he was in population or in their maximum security thing. But I, I, I suppose it makes sense that there would be some solitary confinement in the basement or something. So yeah. interesting. So um, the CO came back and and said if I wanted to see Sam, that I would have to first call the superintendent. Uh, then uh, that, that I took that to kind of mean that the superintendent could authorize them to drag him up if I was that so inclined. I wasn't about to do that. Right. I, uh, I love Sam too much to drag him out of anywhere. Yeah. So uh, um, I said okay, and I went on my way. I then went over to the Keene District Court. I got copies of his four charges against him. He is charged as John Doe, and uh, according to the the, the um, jail, he is processed and uh, being held as John Doe. Although if you do call and ask for Sam, they know who you're talking about. Oh, yes, they did. I called. Him. I called and uh, you know asked about him, and you know they said that I couldn't come visit, and that's really all I I did. didn't know what else to say. Right, and and uh, he he is processed and held under John Doe, though. Uh, even though they know who he is, they're not going to change their minds about that. Uh, and then I also got a copy. Yesterday he was scheduled for a video arraignment, and he uh, apparently was doing the same thing yesterday. And so the court issued an order. Uh, without him there. And if you'd like, I can read this order. It's pretty lengthy, but uh, it basically... I don't, it, think we, I don't think we need to read... Can you read. give me the gist of it? Yeah, just give us the executive yep. summary, if you would. Yep. Uh, basically says that he has issued $10,000 cash bail. That bail can only be paid before the court and will only be uh, taken when he changes his mind about identifying himself. So you can't even, so even if you wanted to go and bail Sam out, and I don't think Sam would want that, uh, but even if you'd wanted to go and bail, bail Sam out, they wouldn't even allow it to happen until he, until he obeys them to some extent. Correct. Correct, and then the next thing it says And that's really that, what this is all about. That's really what it's all, all about. As Dale would point out from AnarchyInYourHead.com, the ultimate crime, if we're excluding any crimes you know, that are actually having a victim, the ultimate crime against the state in every single case, whether it's the old ladies and the pies, like we yep. were talking about last hour, or it's this, is obedience. If you are yeah. obedient enough, then they'll go somewhat easy on you. They'll still screw right. you and take your money, but at least they'll right. you know, lube you up a little bit first. But if you're not <laughs> obedient in any way, shape, or form, then you could be locked in their prison cells for the rest of your life. And that's what Sam's situation is right now. They will, they will keep him there either until they decide to dump him out onto the street uh, for whatever reason or until he obeys them. Right. And so that's Kind of the rest of the order, uh, it's saying that the defendant has a right to retain counsel or apply for counsel. The, the court says it is, it is probably unwise of him to represent himself. And then it says, uh, depending on the circumstances, the court reserves the right to appoint counsel in its own motion. And if the defendant does not, uh, is under the condition that he does not desire counsel, counsel he shall so inform the court. 
So in other words, if he doesn't, in writing, tell them, I don't want counsel, they're going to appoint counsel for him. Right, and good luck, or, uh, good luck on his part to actually get a hand, uh, his hands on a pencil and a piece of paper uh, in the, con- right. the, the, the situation that he's in right now. I mean, if, if, they, right. if he asks them for a pencil and paper, they're going to say, well, yeah, we'll give that to you as soon as you give us fill in the blanks of all right. these information that we want to get out of you. So so basically the court, if he doesn't beg them to allow him to have some sort of uh, other option, they're going to force a, a court-appointed attorney on him. Right. And then it also says the court will wait a reasonable time to hear from the defendant before taking any further action in this case, including setting a trial date. So they're going to hold him indefinitely until they hear from him, uh, or that that's what the order says. Yeah. So... Wow. Um, That's what they're going to do. Yeah. So so I was explaining earlier that you had filed some sort of a motion for an appearance that would right. allow you to basically step into the role of, of uh, Sam's representative. That way that would essentially cut them off from their option of forcing him to have a state, uh, state right. attorney. Did I understand that correctly? Correct. So uh, based on this order, since it seemed so damning, I, I did speak with you, Ian, and, and a couple other people. And we all kind of came to the same conclusion that we know Sam probably wouldn't want a uh, court-appointed attorney. Uh, and so probably the best approach is to have one of us appointed counsel. And uh, so what I did was I filed what's called an appearance. And uh, basically that is telling the court that I will represent Sam. And uh, when I did that, they, they I wrote on there, uh, pursuant to RSA 311-1, and District Court Rule 8.5C, which is basically talking about non-lawyer representatives. and Because uh, that's allowed in Larry, New Hampshire. You're allowed to have somebody who's just a, your friend, basically, uh, if you want, or just anybody represent you. Correct. And at that point, Larry, uh, the court clerk, asked me, well, are you a lawyer? I said, well, I'm not a member of the bar. And he said, fair enough, and uh, took took my motion. And so... Um, and you filed something then, else, too, right? It, Didn't you file something else? What was the other thing? I couldn't recall what that was. So then I also filed a motion for a release. And in my motion, I um, asked for Ian to be released. For Ian, I'm talking Ian. I asked for Sam to be released. Um, I said, you know, the the, the defendant will not plead to these charges. Pursuant to uh, the district court rule, the court can issue a plea of not guilty on his behalf and schedule him for trial. Counsel asked that the court so issue such uh, finding and schedule trial immediately. And then I asked, I said, I asked for the, I said, counsel requests bail be reconsidered at this point in time and the defendant be released for $1,000 personal recognizance. Um, and then... You know, it's worth a uh, shot. I don't know if it's going to work out. I mean, because clearly they're playing hardball with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're demanding right. that he stay in their jail until he asks them for, uh, for something. And of course, they know that you probably, I don't know if they know that you've been able to talk to him or not, so I don't, I'm not sure how they're going to handle this, but it could just simply be something where the judge just denies this, and uh, they, they may approve you as far as his representative, but they may deny the, all of these requests, and well, you'll know more true. tomorrow, right? Wait, what? You're going to know more on these tomorrow, is that right? Yep, and there's more if, if you want me to wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, sure, hang on, we'll bring you back here, the latest on uh, our friend Sam, he is a co-host on the show, he is currently behind bars up here in New Hampshire. The latest on that uh, is uh, obviously here, but you can get more information on how you can help at sam.jailedactivist.info. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the bulletin board system with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive and enjoy yourself there at bbs.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI as we continue to update you on the status of our friend and co-host, Sam, who is currently sitting in, perhaps in solitary. We've yet to determine exactly his status, but we know that he's behind bars. We know that he is in the Cheshire County uh, Jail up here in the southwestern corner of New Hampshire. Why is he there? Well, because he had the the gall to walk into a, a public place, a the clerk's office outside the Keene District Court, and attempt to record with his video camera. And now they're charging him with disorderly conduct, with uh, possession without a serial number, uh, alleging uh, apparently that the camera was stolen. Uh, they're they're charging him with uh, refusal to process. And I did yeah. I mention you know that's the sickest, nastiest part of this is this whole uh, you know. <laughs> Talking, pretending that his camera's stolen. They're trying to smear this guy. They're not upholding justice here. I mean, don't you need some kind? Shouldn't you have some kind of indication of a crime? I mean, they're claiming really? it has no serial number, which means it's stolen. He's in, they're implying that, but how can he go find a receipt when he's locked up? I don't know. A, a serial number? I mean, what? What? Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so, uh, and then there was uh, another charge in there, so let's see, disorderly conduct, uh, the serial number thing. Yeah, rubbing the serial number off of your, uh, you know, item is against the law now. Apparently so, there's, so there's those two, there's resisting arrest, that was the one that I that I left out, resisting arrest, and then refusal to process, which of course is really ironic because of the whole freedom of speech or freedom not to speak. They tell you when you get arrested that anything you say can and will be used against you. Well, apparently if you don't say anything at all, then that can be used against you as well. Calling it refusal to process, and that's a, a crime too. So yeah. not talking is a crime in America. We go back to Actually, Ivy. That's only a town ordinance. It's not an actual state statute. It's a, it's a law, right? Though I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's probably not the only one out there. A lot of a lot of town ordinances are essentially boilerplate, where they you know oh, they yeah. they copy it from other towns where it's already been going on. So it's it may not exactly. just be Keene; it may be all over the place. Uh, but you right. went uh, you went uh, out and about today. CDEvolution.org dot uh, org gave you a few bucks for for gas because you had to drive two and a half hours from Grafton. Uh, but, you know, you came down here today to help out with this situation, and I, I thank you so much for getting involved because you're somebody who unfortunately was targeted by the state yourself, uh, not too re- I mean, fairly recently. So you, I guess, did some legal research on your own, and, and uh, you, you know a whole lot more than most of the free staters up here, uh, that's for sure. And so you've come down and you've given up your time uh, to help Sam out. You said you had, to, you had a few more things to share with our audience tonight, so go ahead. Well, uh, the, if the motion tomorrow, the motion to release does not work, what uh, my, my next thought is going to be filing a writ of habeas corpus uh, because they can't hold him indefinitely for no reason, and so that, that oh, they have a reason. Uh, 
Their reason is he's not doing what they want, they're demanding of him. So that's their it reason. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, <laughs> that's so that, good. That's, that's the plan. So uh, we'll, we'll go from there and no. keep, keep you updated. Ivy, what does it make you think that you're going to get an answer tomorrow? It was my understanding that they have 10 business days to answer any motions. Did you? Well, uh, one of the things that I asked for was an expedited hearing on the motion. And uh, I asked for a hearing this afternoon, and uh, Larry, Larry, uh, I think Larry was the name, guy's name, yep, uh, looked clerk. at his watch and uh, kind of said, well, Eliza's probably gone home for the day, uh, so I don't think that's going to happen today. He said, go bring his copy over to him, and probably tomorrow morning I can talk to him and we can schedule it for tomorrow afternoon. And uh, so the, the court clerk told me to call first thing in the morning, and they would uh, confirm that. Uh, but it, he seemed to be agreeing that they would, in fact, hear it uh, expedited. So that means probably tomorrow, uh, I'd say probably at the latest the next day. All right. Well, of course, we'll keep you up to date. And I thank you for calling in tonight. And, as, uh, and hopefully you'll call us throughout the week as you learn more. And, and that way you can better inform our listeners than having me kind of relay it through what you told me earlier today. Because <laughs> I didn't do the best sure. job. Thanks, Ivy. And, uh, and thank you so much for, for your help with this. Mm. No problem. Yep. Anytime. Yep. Good night. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We had a gentleman who was on hold. His question was, how can he support Sam? He dropped off the line, but I just want to ba- uh, basically answer that question because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are wondering. Uh, I suggested earlier that you could make some phone calls to let these bureaucrats know that they are being watched and that people do care about Sam. The phone numbers that you need are at j- uh, sam.jailedactivist.info. So you can call the jail. You can call the uh, the Keene Police Department. You can call the uh, the Keene District Court. These are the three governmental entities that are involved in uh, in imprisoning our friend. And, you know, ask him questions about Sam's well-being. Ask, uh, ask him where he is. How is he being treated? Is he okay? Tell him how you feel. I'm not saying what you should do, but th- that's one option for you. Another option is to support CD Evolution. CDEvolution.org is a, a fund that's been set up to help take care of people that have, that have are, are willing to put it on the line. People like Sam who are willing to take these risks so you don't have to. I mean, ideally, more people should take risks like this. If more people did, then we would have some serious changes real quick. But in the meantime, it's only a select group of people that are willing to do this. And really, only a select group of people have the freedom to do these things. A lot of people have kids. Uh, a lot of people have uh, responsibilities that, that they, you know, they just can't. They just can't let go of uh, yeah. for whatever reason, you know, uh, the loved ones that they have to take care of. Uh, Sam, fortunately, is a single man, and uh, he's he's got the flexibility in his life. Being uh, he's made a decent amount of money to where he's relatively uh, safe to, you know, he can pay his rent and have the bills paid and things like that. Uh, so it's a, it's a select group of people that can really put it on the line, and so CDEvolution.org helps support these uh, these folks financially. Like uh, like we said earlier, paying Ivy a few bucks to come down here and do this today, giving her the gas money that it took to uh, to get her out here and and bring her expertise in uh, to this situation was the first expenditure from CD Evolution, and I'm sure there will be more. But CDEvolution.org is a way that you can help out. Uh, you can also pay attention, obviously listen to Free Talk Live, and 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 forward this information on. I mean, 
there's there's a basically a lockdown on coverage here on this story. The Keen Sentinel has covered it, the local newspaper, but I haven't seen it pop anywhere else up. I mean, the AP apparently has not picked this up. So uh, multiple arrests, because it wasn't just Sam that was arrested on Monday. There were seven people that were arrested on Monday. And where's the coverage? It's up to you to spread this around the blogosphere and to post on, uh, you know, post on blogs, post on message forums, let people know what's going on up here. Get people involved. Get involved yourself. Come over to freestateproject.org. Get signed up for the Free State Project if you aren't already and start making plans to move up here and get active. Because whether you move to Keene or somewhere else in New Hampshire, this is where the action is. This is where we really do have the best chance at liberty in our lifetime. So those are a handful of things that you can do to make a difference. You can write Sam. Go to mail-to-jail.com. You can write Sam through that website, or you can use the address that's at sam.jailedactivist.info and write him yourself. That's a few things you can do. If I've missed something, dial in. Let us know what you think can be done to, uh, to assist here. But one of the best things you can do is to get up here. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up anything is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, features including archives. We go back for an entire year right there on the front page of the website. You don't have to log in. There's no membership fee. You just click, and they're yours free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. Dan is on the line in Indiana. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your uh, mind tonight? I would like, for just briefly, for about as long as you guys could stand it, I would like for you, Ian, and Wayne, and Mark, to put yourself in the chair of either Mr. Rivera or uh, <laughs> or the judge or uh, the jailer, anybody. You're talking about the people the... that are involved in jailing our friend and co-host, Sam. Right, right. You guys, we're, we're all on the same page here. Just about as long as you can stand. You're sitting there uh, drinking out of a flask, and I'll explain why you would be. <laughs> You've got calls coming in, all kinds of calls coming in from people all over the world, all these ambassadors and their, and their people that work for them, complaining, talking in accents sometimes that you may not be able to understand and stuff, saying, hey, I just got a video and, a, and, a, a, uh, and an email showing some stuff that happened to, to, uh, uh, to Patrick and to, and to Sam, you know, how they were carried around and everything like that. And, and these people aren't talking to me plain like I'm talking to you. I'm talking about folks that are, you know, from wherever they happen to live and stuff. They may not talk in a accent you'd be able to understand hmm. and you'd be wondering at that particular point in time would you want to d or e or even f with guys like sam or anybody else in the future once all this nasty nasty nastiness and the dust settles and stuff and all of it you know uh comes to light uh myself i'm there's not a whole lot i can do i don't have the means to uh send out any mass emails to people and stuff especially to to ambassadors but there's anybody out there and stuff that can that can get such a thing going and stuff, a bulk email or whatever. I don't know a whole lot about that particular type of technology. But if you're out there and you can get that video together and you can get uh, uh, something saying basically what happened and where it's going and why Sam's being held for such ridiculous, absurd reasons and stuff, and send it to all these ambassadors, you can Google 
list of ambassadors. And I'm not talking about just ours to ours to China or ours to Belgium, but say the uh, the, the Republic of Togo's ambassador to. Boy, okay, to I, I wasn't really sure what you meant when you were talking about ambassadors. You're talking about country ambassadors. Why would they pick up the phone and call the bureaucrats that are imprisoning Sam from the Obscure Truth Network? What, what did you see when you saw that video? What did you see when you saw Patrick being carried out? What did you see when? You know, I mean, these are people that are human beings. And stuff. I saw men being abused, yes, but okay. I'm not sure okay. why the ambassador to China is going to really care about that. Well, I don't know. Some of them will. A lot of them I, it's won't. worth a but shot. I'm not saying don't give it a try. Yeah. I just don't know how much a bureaucrat is going to care too much about what other bureaucrats are, are really up to. What about, what about say, countries that, uh, that don't necessarily get along with the United States and stuff? I wonder how they would look at it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it might be an opportunity for a, a country like that to you know, <laughs> show the, the hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 do yeah, anything. Exactly. I mean, whatever it is you think is right, uh, I think just having people all across the country and around the world picking up their phones and personally calling these bureaucrats right. is going to do a lot. I, that's, of course, what happened when they arrested me uh, a few months back, but apparently they didn't get enough of it. You know, Apparently they didn't uh, hear from enough people to dissuade them from doing this in the future because now they're doing it more, and they're doing it to huh? more people, arresting seven people in less than an hour's time, uh, right. and eight if you, call, if you consider the day before. We've had eight arrests within this last week up here in uh, in New Hampshire, so clearly they're not letting off the gas, and so they need to hear. Maybe they just need to hear from more people and and hear how outraged people are. And as you're saying, it's gonna it's gonna bug them eventually if the yeah. phone is ringing off the hook constantly with people that are upset at them. Hopefully, would it, would it bug you? I mean, let's just I would think you guys are still in those chairs and stuff that we're talking about. I mean, would, wouldn't it just bug the hell out of each one of you? I mean, wouldn't it just make you think, man, I'm in the wrong business and stuff? I would I'm on think the that, wrong side of this. I would think yeah. that uh, you know bureaucrats calling bureaucrats would have more sway to bureaucrats. It's certainly going to bug the person answering the phone. That's uh, it's not going to be the judge that answers the phone at the court. It's not going to be the you know the superintendent that answers the phone at the jail. But eventually you can uh, you know bugging the uh, the phone answerers is going to be enough to get the office buzzing. And if you can get into voicemail, you can fill up their voicemails as well. And again, I'm not suggesting anybody harass anyone here. No, 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 harass, I'm not suggesting no. that anybody yeah, no. leave multiple voicemails. But if a bunch of people call and leave one voice voicemail, then that's, you know, that's a legitimate thing. Calling and looking to talk to these bureaucrats and leaving a message saying, I'm so-and-so, I'm concerned about what you're doing, I would like to hear back from you on this, here's my number, is, I think, a completely legitimate thing to do. And if it's 15 people that are doing it, those are 15 individuals that are doing an individual thing, and it's not some sort of harassment thing on the part of one person. Right, and also, they would send, they also want to send this out to national media and stuff, too. I mean, they want to, you know, let everybody know, you know? Yep. Thanks for the suggestions tonight, Dan. I appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. What can be done to help out Sam, who's currently rotting away in a jail cell in, uh, you know, some, some part of the Cheshire County Jail here in New Hampshire? 800-259-9231. So contacting the bureaucrats is one thing, letting them know that you are displeased, uh, checking in on the welfare of your friend or somebody who you might like to be your friend, somebody who you're concerned with, uh, checking in on his welfare at the jail, letting the bureaucrats uh, know that you don't appreciate what they've done, contributing to CD Evolution. What are some of the other things? Writing Sam is something you can do because if he's in solitary presuming they're delivering mail to him and they haven't indicated that they aren't, uh, then giving him something to read, something to look at, is going to be a major help for him. So so writing to him is uh, is useful. Mail-to-jail.com is a great website. allows you to write to him without actually having to expend anything out of pocket. 
protests are being scheduled out in front of the jail. It's my understanding that uh, there will be a protest going on that is going to happen probably Sunday. It's going to happen around shift change time. So all of the bureaucrats that are leaving the jail and the ones that are coming in are going to be able to see the protesters. I think that's, uh, that's the best time you could possibly have a protest at the jail. And of course, then the prisoners get to see you as well, and that you know that excites them. They really enjoyed seeing us when we were out there the other day. They giving us thumbs up yeah, and bring hot women. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. That would be something that the uh, the prisoners would really appreciate. Maybe yeah, yeah, I'm sure they would. You know, as a, as a regular prisoner outreach, we could hire some chick to uh, to go out and take her clothes off out in front of the uh, the prison. <laughs> Hey, Ian, I don't you even can wear your G-string. Some of the guys in there would like that. I don't know if that that many of them would, but... Uh, I'd find it horrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what are some other things that can be done? I know I have not covered everything. Let's continue with your calls. Uh, Joe in New York. Of course, you can bring up anything. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, Joe, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? Just super. What's on your mind, Joe? Well, uh, I'm calling because I'm wondering why uh, you haven't uh, tried to... Seek out the services uh, of an attorney for uh, this person's uh, case. Uh, I realize I don't that, think uh, he would like that very much. Hear me out. I realize that hiring a private attorney uh, is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. But I'm curious, why haven't you reached out to the countless pro bono organizations? Uh, or uh, sought out the public defender's office. I mean, I'm very curious. Do you think that public defenders are uh, perhaps uh, poorly trained and not suited to be lawyers? Nope. Uh, as we pointed out earlier, the lawyers swear an oath of allegiance to the state. Uh, so their allegiance lies primarily, even if you're paying them, uh, your, their oath of uh, allegiance lies with the state government and the, you know, the feds, basically. So uh, their number one rule is that they can't, do, they can't do anything to buck the system. And so if what you're going to do is in any way challenging to the system itself – then you can't have a lawyer help you out with that. And and knowing Sam, uh, really? knowing how he's the lawyers have an allegiance to the system. It's the absolute truth. Uh, really? So, well, it's just I'm confused because uh, uh, during the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, uh, the desegregation movement was fought out in court. Thurgood Marshall swore an oath of allegiance uh, to the bar of the state of Maryland and eventually to the bar of the Supreme mm -hmm. Court of the United States and changed it. Yes, it took a long while. Yes, there were some very ugly episodes in all of that. But mm -hmm. Marshall successfully changed the system from within the system and eventually sat at the pinnacle uh, of the system. Now, um... Well, uh, is the uh, constitutional oath that's prescribed in Article 6, do you find that offensive? I'm not sure what you're referring to. Hang on, we'll bring you back. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Not saying lawyers are completely useless. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call if you make it right now. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live and you want to help support Sam... Uh, from the Obscure Truth Network, who is currently in jail, you can shop at newegg.freetalklive.com. Buy computer parts through that link, 
and the CD Evolution Fund will get a percentage of your purchase. So that's newegg.freetalklive.com. CD Evolution, of course, a fund designed to support those who are willing to put it on the line for civil disobedience, to, enact, to engage in civil disobedience and non-cooperation, like our very own Sam from ObscuredTruth.com. So again, newegg.freetalklive.com. Do your computer parts shopping there. We go back to Dan uh, listening in, excuse me, not Dan, Joe, in uh, New York. Joe, you're uh, asking why it is that Sam might not want to get a lawyer. You point out that lawyers have been very helpful to people in the past, and I don't deny that. I think that there are some lawyers who are very pro-liberty people. I mean, I've I've known a couple of them personally, um, Mm -hmm. so it's not a slight against lawyers. What it is is saying that Sam, I don't, you know, knowing Sam, I know he's not probably not going to be interested in uh, in attaining a lawyer because there are certain tactics that lawyers just cannot use because they've sworn an allegiance to the system. So it's not to say that lawyers are completely useless. It's just that there are certain things that they can't do. Like what? Like Uh, challenge the... I'm a little confused. Uh, What what, what do you think... uh... How do you think the legal profession could not help uh, your friend who's uh, up in Westmoreland? You know, that's a great question. What are the exact things that uh, that one can't do as a lawyer? And I'd have to bring on Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land at markstevens.net uh, to better answer those questions for you, because I myself am a little rusty at uh, throwing out some of these things. But essentially, Mark Stevens' approach is to go in there and ask a bunch of questions about the nature of the system, the nature and the uh, the cause of the charges against him, and, and basically box the judge back into a corner to where they pretty much have to either get really violent or throw the case out. And so there's a series of questions that Mark Stevens uh, likes to get up there and ask that if a lawyer were to ask these very same questions, he'd be disbarred. So if you want to learn more about that, I uh, recommend you go to markstevens.net and uh, you can learn more. Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe but we'll, we'll forget your friend just for a minute. I know he's obviously very important to you, and uh, I hope he's being well-treated at uh, Westmoreland. I know Westmoreland was uh, the subject of uh, a lawsuit not too long ago about conditions there. But I want to know, why uh, hasn't the liberty activism movement, since I don't want to call it the free state movement, since I made that mistake before, <laughs> why hasn't the liberty activist movement sought out uh, an attorney in the same way the NAACP uh, sought out Thurgood Marshall, Charles Houston, and all those people? I there mean, are attorneys within this movement. I, I thought I made that clear. There's uh, there's Evan Knappen and there's Adam Mackler. Those are two attorneys that I know of. I've mm-hmm. met Adam in person. Tim They're Condon. Both, Tim Condon. All three of those gentlemen are lawyers, and they are free state projects members. Uh, Two of the three live up here in New Hampshire full-time, so there are attorneys within this movement. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. Any other questions? Yeah, well, I mean, why haven't you... uh, Look, if the legal system was going to save us from the tyranny of the government, why hasn't it done it already? It has, though. Our history is rife with that. Uh, Uh, I'm sorry, more Joe. Than, more than 50% of your paycheck goes to pay uh, you know, government taxes, whether it be income tax, property tax, or, or whatever. And you're telling me that I'm not a slave to the government? It's because of the lawyers, Mark. You I mean, it's them. the law that tells me that I have to pay an income tax. It, it's the law that says that I'm free and I don't have to you know, be in an, you know, uh, do involuntary servitude, but I do have to fill out the income tax form. It's the law that says that I'm free to carry a firearm, but I can't carry a firearm because I'm a convicted felon. It's the law that is, is full and rife with these kind of contradictions. Well, that's because the intrinsic contradiction, though, of citizenship. A citizen, on the one hand, has 
rights, like to be have a fair trial, to not have the police wantonly search their cars on the road. But at the same time, the citizen has obligations uh, to their government. It's, how, was the, how, were those obligations created? how were those obligations created? The ob- those obligations were created when we decided that we would live in a society under rule of law. Who's we? We the people, the preamble well, I didn't of the Constitution. De- I didn't decide that. I was born and I grew up, and at no point did I make that decision. I didn't sign that Constitution. Did you, Joe? Yeah, is your name on the Constitution, Joe? No, but I'm willing to subscribe to the Constitutional Oath. Congratulations. Article Congratulations. I don't like the part where it says that black people are three-fifths of a human. Thanks for the call, that Joe. changed. Thanks <laughs> for the call. 802. Well, through the wonders of the law. Through the wonders of the 14th Amendment that made us all well, you know, citizens of the United States instead of citizens of the several states. You know, the 14th Amendment's the one that ruined it all. Hasn't he heard yet that we're a democracy, that we, we don't follow the rule of law anymore, we follow the rule of the majority? We That's continue here with your phone calls. Uh, let's talk to uh, let's uh, talk to Paul in California on the amp line. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian. Apparently, there's two Pauls from California. I'm going to have to to come up with a different moniker here. There's probably more than that, even. <laughs> Paul from L.A. or something. Anyway, uh, I'm really sorry to hear about Sam and the other people, uh, but uh, I was calling because I was listening to a conversation you guys had like uh, a few days ago. Uh, I listened to you on podcast, and uh, you had a caller that was uh, um, talking about uh, how you know how how would you handle uh, 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 distributing the quote unquote public property? And Mark said uh, brought up this idea of uh, the extreme case of somebody who's yeah, how how do, how much does property ownership really uh, uh, extend to? Could you shoot somebody, especially like a child who is trespassing on your property? Because there's no cops to arrest you, mm-hmm. so it's your property. You can shoot people, right? Well, once again, if you think it through, yeah, there's no cops to stop you from shooting the girl. However, there's also no no cops to keep the parent of the girl from shooting him. Now, how many disgruntled old men would would continue to shoot trespassers under those conditions? Well, the I found that, that I found that people I found that people um, often will do what they are in the right to do. You know that that, that uh, people on the road feel that they have the right of way. There is no point a point in the traffic law where you have the right of way. The only People that have the right-of-way are people on horses and pedestrians. Uh, No one in a motor vehicle has the right-of-way ever, but they feel that way. I have the right-of-way. You'll even hear people say things like that. They'll honk. They'll shake their fist. They'll give you the finger. You know, those are the same kind. That's the same kind of attitude, that kind of road rage attitude that concerns me. You know, somebody who says, this is my property, and I can can defend it in whatever whatever manner I want. Well, no, you can't. Because as we pointed out, as yeah, one well, of our callers pointed out earlier this week, I think it was on Saturday, and then somebody else made the same point later, that uh, the ideal situation would be where you can only respond to a violation of rights uh, to the essentially the reciprocal level of the original violation. So if the little girl is picking flowers, then he has the right to you know uh, to, to remove her from his property or something like that. But he certainly does not have the right to hurt the the little girl because she has not harmed him. I think it's a good answer. I mean, you know, if somebody spits in your eye you're not able to pull out your nine millimeter and put a bullet in their forehead you know yeah. it's just it's it's responding you know far too you know far too too much in excess and you know it's I, I, oh i agree i agree and the point is i think it's the state that uh, that inculcates this idea of rights more than we think because people you know if they pay taxes 
it's like, well, I have a right to decide what happens in the schools, you know, and and, uh, and even if it's a reaction against being stolen from, well, okay, I can't stop the the, the cops for, from stealing my property, but I can then assert my, you know, right somewhere else, you know, and it's like, it, it's just, once the state falls away and people can just deal with each other as people, as equals, I think we'll be a lot more friendly to each other. I think you're right about that, Paul. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's talk to... I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Gigan? Yes. Gigan in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, anyway, I went to one of the Boston Tea Party events today in uh, Bradenton, Florida, and uh, I was expecting it to be a very, like, Republican-type atmosphere because that's the way they've kind of been broadcast around the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually knew uh, it was a friend of mine who was putting it on. She's a libertarian, and she said she didn't want it to turn out that way. And uh, so I went uh, very anarcho-capitalist propaganda-covered. Uh, I had uh, voluntary assembled on me in uh, the anarcho-capitalist Gadsden flag and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised at how not negative uh, the reaction was. I actually got to talk to three people at length about the uh, idea of a uh, voluntary society. And uh, they were actually quite interested. And I was mm-hmm. I was really surprised because I wasn't expecting that reaction. Maybe they've been listening uh, to Free Talk Live on Saturday nights on WFLA. <laughs> or WWPR, they've been listening to Free Talk Live getting it six, uh, five days a week. That's a possibility. Regardless, too. I think the public is starting to get ripe for this because they're seeing that, that neither the D's or the R's are the answer. Yeah. We've right. tried them both recently, and they're not working. Hey, where was that rally in Bradenton, Florida? Uh, where was it? At Mixon Farms? Uh, at Mixon Farms? Okay. Very the good, orange sir. juice place. We are out of time, unfortunately, but thank you for sharing uh, tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Gigan, uh, and we appreciate everybody's calls, and even those who didn't make it on the air. Uh, call back tomorrow night. We'll get you on. It has been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The, for the latest on Sam, head over to sam.jailedactivist.info. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.